Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse. We didn't talk about that, but we have a good relationship. You know, we were texting the other day about his award, and he's got nothing but positive thoughts about the organization. We have nothing but positive thoughts about him. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's a good relationship. That's Cubs general manager Jed Hoyer, Cubs president of baseball operations Jed Hoyer, talking about Cody Bellinger and uh, their relationship. Belly's one season here in Chicago. He's uh, one of the largest free agents uh, left out there to talk free agency. What better than to talk to the biggest agent in the game? We do that now on the score hotline presented by Circus Sports, Illinois. A guy that I've known for over 30 years, uh, maybe not the baseball star that he thought he would be, but has starred in the agent business for uh, 35 years. Uh, my friend Scott Boris joins us on Inside the Clubhouse. Scott, thanks for taking some time out on a Saturday morning to join me and Mike. And I guess we can start with the many free agents that you have out there and uh, the timetable for some of their signings, which is, I know, impossible to answer. But first of all, welcome to Inside the Clubhouse. Thanks for taking some time out. How are you today? Hi, Bruce, Mike. It's, uh, it's great to talk to you um, on, on Saturdays. It's uh, a little bit of the uh, alleviance from the uh, 14 hours on the phone all day, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm glad that uh, we get to talk some baseball. As far as, you know, uh, Cody Bellinger goes, you have the premier free agent position player out there on the marketplace. You have a lot of other good players. You have the uh, 
reigning Cy Young Award winner in the National League as well out there. But when uh, when people uh, on that call our show, our, our fan base, the people in Chicago want to know, is he coming back to Chicago? Uh, what is it going to take to sign a Cody Bellinger this offseason? Well, I'm sure, Bruce, that, you know, uh, the Chicago fans understand that, you know, who are the Cubs with Cody and who are the Cubs without them? And, you know, when you play in a market that you actually get to answer that question by the performance of the player, um, you uh, can really determine what, what he means to a specific franchise and their probability of winning and what it would be like with, without him being there. Um, in this marketplace, uh, when, when you have 28 and under year old free agents uh, that are available, it's, they're just, it just doesn't happen very often. In a decade, it may happen, you know, that you might have six or seven of these players that at that age that would be available. And then you add that they've won MVPs. You've added that they've been in the top 10 MVP voting three times, including his platform season in Chicago. You start to look and say, who has those qualifications and who's that young? And what have those players done who've done that um, uh, since then? And you have to understand that Otani, Bryce Harper, uh, Corey Seager, uh, all these guys, you know, I mean, uh, Corey Seager hasn't won an MVP, but he's been in the top 10 in voting multiple times. They have actually gotten better after the age of 28, and they've turned out to be you know, franchise players for their specific teams. And all of this, you know, obviously every major league team knows this, every owner knows this, and they know that these players are something that once you you captivate them, this is how you potentiate winning. And Cody's already won a world championship, he's, and he's already played in a World Series. So he has the full complement of age, uh, MVP performance, and – championship-level play experience demonstrated that, you know, he's a, a great postseason performer. So you're getting a, a resume that is, frankly, uh, rare to to have access to. And so when you're asking me where do these players end up, it's highly competitive, and, um, uh, and uh, it's just something where ownership has to uh, really embrace it and do their best to uh, uh, achieve the level of competition to acquire the player. Talking to Scott Boris, uh, baseball agent and uh, longtime uh, power player in the game. And Scott, uh, talking about Belly, and we played uh, the cut from Jed Hoyer coming in. He says, you know, the relationship is great. We saw it here last year. We heard some very good things uh, from Belly uh, as the season wound down about how much he enjoyed the year in Chicago and certainly a rebirth from him after a few tough years with injury. Uh, when you talk about the resume, that's certainly there. He was an MVP. A lot of fans worried that the injury concern uh, was not the only reason that he struggled, but he certainly seemed to, to prove that last year that when healthy, he's still an elite player in this game. How do you judge that based on some of that uh, commentary that we're getting? You know, you, you always have to reflect that every time you have a great player, young player, 
who's had injury. Bryce Harper was injured multiple times after he won an MVP. Uh, he had like a 1.8 war, which is well below standards of a star player. Uh, you know, he's a, a five-war player. Um, so, well, does that minimize his productivity going forward? And the answer is clearly the evidence shows it does not. And and that was in his platform here. Corey Seager had major hip surgery. He had Tommy John surgery. He had a couple years in his career where he did not uh, certainly, uh, he was hurt, did not play. Uh, Cody tried to play even though he was hurt because he could make a defensive contribution for his team. So these kinds of things where you're going to have elements of injury, malperformance, by great young talents is not unusual. But the key thing is that when, and even in Cody's case, and and Corey Seager got hurt his platform year before he was a free agent, he only played 90 games. And Cody played in the full season. So these things are dynamics that the, the, the evidence of it is, is that when you have MVP skills and you've won that award at a young age, and you've continued to get top 10 voting three out of your first six years, that resume has a very clear and strong evidence that you're going to be a great player uh, going forward and for a long time. Scott, uh, you might as well move back to Chicago. I remember you telling me years ago that you had a, uh, a condo here and you kept it here. But with players like Chapman and Hoskins, uh, you might as well just go to lunch every day with uh, the front office, including <laughs> Jed Hoyer, rather than just spend uh, 14 hours on the telephone. You have Hoskins they could use. They have, you have Chapman they could use. You certainly have Bellinger that they could use. Uh, realistically, um, you've had to spend a lot of time talking to the Chicago Cubs. You know, you in the process, uh, how free agency works, you know, and um, it's not like the Chicago coach couldn't use Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery either, you know. But right. you you have this, you know, when you have talent like this, um, that is, you know, something that is really outcome determinative of how a club's going to move forward. Because if you don't get these talents and somebody else does, particularly those, you know, the the uh, the, the element, you you you've got to you've got to make sure that that uh, if you uh, you can illustrate to your fan base that you want to win. And if you don't get these players, they're not going to be available in the next free agent market. And then you try to mitigate that by trading for lesser players. And most of the players you're trading for, teams aren't giving away young two-way players. And in this marketplace, particularly in the offensive category, there is not – a lot of offense that's available uh, for two boy players um, to really allow your club not only to sustain where they were a year ago, but actually improve and get better. And that's the, the hard part for the Cubs because obviously Cody got them to this level and they need even more than that to advance to higher levels uh, to, um, you know, to win their division and to, to really advance deep into the playoffs. So these are, these are competitive times. Ownership has to support, you know, the executives of their teams and their pursuits. 
And what you find is, is that many of them don't, and those that do, I think, uh, get, get rewarded for it. I know with Texas, you know, we had to go, and the ownership there, uh, Ray went in and spent a half a billion dollars to get Seeger and Simeon. As I told them, I represent both of them, that, that, that both of them wanted to win, and the pursuit of them, really, they wanted to know that, that they were going to add those level of talents to that team. And, and then we got Josh Young there through the draft that we represent, and then Jordan Montgomery and, and Scherzer were added, and boom, they won a ring. Those are five major players that they added in basically about a two-and-a-half to three-year period that resulted in a championship. So that type of ownership conduct is needed to reverse the, uh, uh, the standard of uh, losing to winning. Talking to Scott Boris here on Inside the Clubhouse, Bruce Levine, Mike Esposito with you on your Saturday morning. Scott, you mentioned Hoskins, uh, and Bruce brought him up. I know Cubs fans are very interested in him. What can you tell us uh, health-wise about him? Obviously, he was out with injury this year, but uh, is looking uh, for a quick bounce back. Yeah, he had a uh, you know a knee, a knee operation. I don't want to say for a guy who had three of them. I, I <laughs> none of them are Sam, but he had a, a knee operation. He's he was fine. He came back and actually uh, he was going to potentially be added to the World Series roster of the Phillies if they if they kept advancing. So he uh, really got back to uh, a playing mark and is pretty much ready to go for the uh, for the 24 season. Scott, when you look at the uh, the Glasnow uh, trade and then the uh, trade and sign, how as a as an agent and as a baseball fan, if you can separate yourself from that, I know it's difficult, but I know you're a huge baseball fan first. Um, why aren't more of these deals done, where players are asked to talk to the other team before a deal is made, and then they step forward and accept a new contract. I can only think of a couple that have been done in the last 15 or 20 years. Well, essentially you're using the currency of a player right to advance a trade. And that usually is something that is not in the best interest of the player. Uh, for example, a player is a free agent a year from now where you can negotiate with 30 teams. Now you're saying to the player, um, in this trade, you get to negotiate with one. So that unilateral value is not something that is in the best interest of the player because you obviously want to know what, what the demand is from the other 29 teams. So uh, I've never done one like that. I, I've never found a situation where it's served the best interest of my client when proposed. Uh, but, you know, um, that's not to say that it, it's not something that you could look at if, if you found that, but um, great young pitching and free agency is something that's a, a catalyst for, for uh, a truer evaluation, I would suggest, Bruce, is why uh, they're rarely, if ever, done. Yeah. Well, I would, I, would just, uh, I would just assert that in this case, it's an injured pitcher that had never pitched more than 21 starts or 121 innings and to give a, a five-year contract at a, a good amount of money, maybe not what his talent says he could earn down the line, would be 
you know, an, an interesting way of approaching it. But I, I certainly understand what you're saying, Scott, and it, may, it makes a hell of a lot of sense. I, I just wanted to ask you, uh, before we close out with you, and, and Mike and I really appreciate your time today, uh, when, you, when you look at your career, and I think I've asked you this question maybe at the GM meetings, and you, you run a $100 million corporation, you know, you're considered to be the top of uh, your industry at what you do. Uh, you're an important person in baseball and have been for decades. What gets you motivated every day? What drives you to get up and continue to do it every day with the, uh, with the enthusiasm that you continue to have? You know, when uh, I was playing in the, and I got traded from the Cardinals to the Cubs and was in the Cub organization. And a gentleman named Bob Kennedy was the general manager. And he was my farm director in St. Louis. And he traded for me. And uh, he said that, you know, we're, uh, you know, and I was a pretty good hitter in the minor leagues. And, and, and he just said, look, you know, we want, we want you to come to this organization and we want you to, to, uh, really be a part of what we're going to do and then boom you have a knee operation then you have another one and you're sitting in a hospital bed crying your eyes out and you uh, i had a medical background where i had a pharmacology degree and and then i went into law and ended up working for a law firm in the loop uh, right in chicago and living in chicago and uh, my teammates kept reaching out to me uh, you know, Keith Hernandez and Bill Connell and those types. And, and I found that waking up every morning with a knot in your stomach, knowing that you're caring for an individual player and you get to work inside the game, it was something you never tire of. It's something you're passionate about. And it was very different than working for corporations. And it's kind of what I wanted to do. So um, for me, uh, the a privilege of being associated with the game, staying in the game that you love, and also working for players individually. Um, it is a, uh, at times, you know, it's a very, very stressful obligation, a challenging one, but it's something that that keeps you in a, in a circle of passion for a game you love. And so for me, it's, it's really an honor to do it. I plan on, you know, hopefully putting in another 30 years of doing this, and I never tire of it. And it's it's fun to fun to uh, really be and really privileged to be working with these men day in day out. Well, I've enjoyed our relationship and the shows that you and I have uh, have put on over at the general managers meetings, where I interrupt you, especially in the middle of one of your uh, <laughs> one of your jokes or, or one of. Yeah. One of your analogies, we, and we try to bring a we try to bring a little bit of fun to this, and I know there there's these things are rather uh, stupidly crafted, and the timing of this proof, we got to make sure that we we work on that so that I can I can have my my pauses <laughs> and so we can deliver it correctly. <laughs> yeah, you it looked uh, like you wanted to belt me a couple of times, you know, and I figure. <laughs> You know, we could probably promote that match somewhere and uh, do a pay-per-view at some time down the road. But, Scott, seriously, thanks for taking some time out. Please get uh, Cody Bellinger to sign here with the Chicago Cubs soon so uh, 
the fans can have a great Christmas and New Year. Uh, again, uh, Mike and I, thank you so much. Have a great holiday season, and we'll talk to you down the line. Well, as far as Cody goes, Bruce, I think you know that uh, he really enjoyed the city of Chicago, enjoyed being a Cub, and, and always these decisions really, really uh, tender on the idea that, uh, you know, wh- how competitive that ownership wants to be to acquire the best players. And I, I hope for all of Chicago that, um, you know, the uh, the Cubs are uh, meet the competitive nature of, of the league to, uh, to uh, you know, compete for the best players and have a good team for them. Thanks again, Scott. Great holiday season. Great Take holiday. care. Take care, Bruce. Mike. All right, that's Scott Boris. You, you heard it right there from the horse's mouth, Bruce, uh, at the end there, uh, uh, talking about belly. And <laughs> like, I like how you did that. Uh, that. That would certainly make for a Merry Christmas for Cubs fans, but uh, we'll see how that plays out. We have people to thank, including Sean Sears, our great producer. Uh, we also have so many guests. You know, you're going to have to remind me. We, we probably set a record for guests and inside the clubhouse today. So <laughs> I think ahead, we did, Mike. yeah. Yeah, Scott Boris, of course. We just talked to him. Jerry Hairston Jr. from Dodgers Pre and Post. Brian Bannister, the White Sox Director of Pitching. And Jared Banner, the Assistant General Manager of your Chicago Cubs. All joined us today. We thank all of them. And we thank our great uh, fans out there that listen every week. You can follow me on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine on my website, on our website, rather, 670thescore.com. Mike, have a great week. It was a great show. Look forward to the pre-Christmas show that we do next week on Saturday. Absolutely. We'll be great to be back with you next week. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, you'll be able to hear Vikings and Bengals in the first game of today's NFL triple header. Coverage starts at 1130, kickoff at noon right here on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Thanks to all of you for listening and thanks to our callers and texters as well inside the clubhouse again next Saturday. But coming up next, NFL football, Vikings and Bengals here in Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.